Hi, this is Paul Dooley. You're listening to TV Confidential. Good luck. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that is very happy to welcome actress, author, and philanthropist Nancy Olson Livingston. We can easily spend an hour just talking to Nancy about her movie career, which of course includes your Oscar-nominated performance in Sunset Boulevard, one of the greatest movies ever made, and her starring role in Pollyanna and the Absent-Minded Professor, two of the most successful Disney movies ever made, but that would not do justice to Nancy at all. In 1950, when Sunset Boulevard exploded onto the scene, Nancy had more or less cast her career aside to support the efforts of her husband at the time, composer Alan J. Lerner. While her marriage to Lerner fell apart, Nancy's star was rising again when she met Alan Livingston, head of Capitol Records, and the real love of her life. Along the way, Nancy witnessed the creation of some of the greatest works in American theater, such as My Fair Lady and Gigi, as well as the resurrection of Frank Sinatra's recording career, the rise of such music stars as Nat King Cole, the Beatles, the Beach Boys, Judy Garland, Henry Mancini, and the Beatles, and several up-close and personal and, in some cases, very, very awkward encounters with John F. Kennedy. All of this is captured in a remarkable memoir called A Front Row Seat, which I'll tell you more about in just a second. But first, we began our conversation by telling Nancy, Nancy, I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed your book. Really? Well, what surprises me is is that I've always thought of it as a woman's story. But I cannot tell you how many men who have interviewed me and have read the book tell me how much that they couldn't put it down and they enjoyed it. Well, this is apropos of nothing. You have no way of knowing this. I come from a family of 11, including seven sisters. And my mother was, my, my, my dad worked two jobs to support us. My mother was the CEO, CFO, COO, see everything in the household. So I tend, I, because of the fact that I have a lot of sisters and because my mother was the one I answered to when I was growing up. Right, she was uh, in charge. Yeah, so in, in that respect, I think that may explain why I am drawn to your story. Uh-huh. In fact, I was just thinking about this in the last hour or so as I, was, as I was getting this together. What I love about your story is that it gives readers, you give readers a key to a club that none of us will ever belong to otherwise. <laughs> what is that club? Well, it's, it's a club, you know, to a world of movers and shakers and being part of a scene where everything is happening, you know, both in, in the yeah. world of theater, both in the world of music, uh, being part of, of politics. yes, politics, as well as several iconic motion pictures. And yet what I love about it is is that you're very grateful for, for, for being there. There are people in this town, I'm sure you know, I'm sure you know a few, I've encountered several, that they drop names because that 
that's like an extension of who they are. But but when when you mention the people that are in your life, it's not name dropping. It's just these are just the people that I happen in to be my, a part of my yeah. life that I'm relating to and having a relationship with. Yes, exactly. So it's like you're you're very grateful, and that makes you very very relatable. And that's why I love reading your book, and that's why it's, it sounds it sounds like so many others have really connected with your book as well. Well, I think you've also said something to me that I have not thought of. And that is, you don't resent that I've had these relationships. No, not at all. Not at all. It, it, it goes back to, I feel like, to quote Hamilton, I feel like I'm in the room where it happens sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. And it really is a front row seat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it was Scott Berg, the author, the biographer, that had a conversation with me and said, well, and I was telling him and talking to him about the book and saying that I was telling these stories. And he said, well, Nancy, you know, you've always had a front row seat. Mm-hmm. And I said, Scott, stop. I think you have just given me the title of the book. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that stayed with me. And that's, I couldn't think of anything else. That's it. Well, look, and this speaks to something I want to talk to you about, and and certainly something that um, Alan, Alan number two knew uh, is that Alan Livingston. <laughs> that's right. A hit is a hit. You know it when you hear it. And being a writer myself, I know when I hear something that's really really good, and that I have to do something with that. And that's exactly what you recognized when Scott Berg gave you that title. Yes. Exactly. That title being a front row seat, a front row seat, an intimate look at Broadway, Hollywood, and the age of glamour, the story of Nancy Olson Livingston's life and career as an actress, wife, and mother that also gives us an invitation to a world that few of us will ever enter. A front row seat available in bookstores everywhere from our friends at University Press of Kentucky. You can also find it Amazon.com, where books are sold online. I have four takeaways from your book. I want to go through each of them, and then we'll see where the conversation goes, okay? Okay. Foremost, you are a great storyteller. Your writing is very, very vivid. I don't know whether you kept diaries at the time while all these things were happening, but you re- your, your recall is remarkable, and you really bring the reader up close and personal to all these various stories that you share in your book. That's, that's true, and I, I had a particular way of writing. First of all, I wrote the first thing I wrote was a letter to my daughters when their father, Alan Lerner, Alan J. Lerner, mm-hmm. Lerner and Lowe, mm-hmm. when he died, they, they kept talking to me every day because they visited him at the hospital and were with him. And when he died, I sat down and I wrote them a letter. And that is the opening of the book. And I tell them that I will now tell them the story of their parents, their backgrounds, their lives together, not together, and the history so that they had some sense of who, what, who their ancestors were, what, the, what their stories were. And, uh, by the way, Alan Lerner is a lyricist. It was Frederick Lowe who was the composer, Lerner and Lowe. And Alan Lerner, <laughs> being married to two Alans after <laughs> 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 and they're both and 
proceeding with L, yes, Learner you, and Livingston. Yes, you could have called the book A Tale of Two Ellens. Well, that's true. <laughs> but also, my monogram has not changed mm-hmm. since I was 21. It's been N-O-L. Oh. <laughs> my luggage, my jewelry. I mean, you know, there it is. In fact, I've been accused to be to marry Alan Livingston for that reason. <laughs> Yes. Um, what I did was I began to, then I put it away for two years. I kept picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, putting it down. And it, toward the end, that's when I accelerated and said, wait a minute, I should really try and finish this. The thing is that what I did was I wrote everything in longhand. I can type. I did all the huge amount of typing when I went to college. Mm-hmm. But I wrote it in longhand because... It was easier. I could live with it better. And then I hired several young women over the years to come in and sit in front of my computer. And they, I would dictate to them what my story was Mm -hmm. as I wrote it in longhand. And I had the experience of not only watching the words come on the screen so that I had a sense of reading it, but I also heard my voice tell the story. And I think that that's what gives it such an immediate personal feeling because I am telling you the story. And whatever that process for whatever it is, it it worked for me probably wouldn't work for a lot of writers I know. Well, I I will tell you, being a writer and being a writer who has written film and television history and who has collaborated on a few memoirs along the way, I'll be 59 in a couple of weeks. So um, I've been around enough to be savvy enough with computers, but I'm also old enough to be pre-computers and where... When I was in school, I took notes longhand. And even, even though some things I will start with the blank screen, there are some things I will write longhand, Nancy, because you can do things, you can, if, especially if you have like a legal pad or whatever, you know, however you work. Right, you can, on a large yellow pad. Exactly. You could write page and a half, and then you may circle something, and then depending you on how much. it out. Yeah. Back. And, and that vision, for me, that visual thing works in sometimes piecing stories together, and it sounds like you know the visceral part of writing it longhand is very integral to your storytelling process as well. Right, and also hearing me tell it. Mm-hmm. I would say it, and then I would say, no, 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 that doesn't sound right. That's not right. And I said, let's go back. And I would be, I'd struggle a little bit until I got it the way I thought it should be. Nancy Olson Livingston's memoir is called A Front Row Seat, an intimate look at Broadway, Hollywood, and the age of glamour. It is available in bookstores everywhere through our friends at University Press of Kentucky. You can also find it Amazon.com, where books are sold online. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You mentioned that you began part one of the book, or book one of, of, of your memoir, as, as you call it, by sharing a letter you wrote uh, to your daughters at the time of Alan Lerner's Lerner. death, 
You do the same thing with part two, uh, which begins with the letter you shared Chris, with I Christopher. With my son. Yeah. That, and who, Al, who died. Mm-hmm. Alan Livingston died. And now I'm writing a letter to my son saying that I will tell him the story of our how we met and our marriage together and his father's background, which was amazing. And uh, Alan Lerner's growing up and Alan Livingston's growing up. One went to Harvard. The other one, Alan Livingston, was accepted at Yale and Penn, but he went to Penn because his brother was there. And they both experienced something that I have written very carefully about in both of these incredible universities. And that, and it was a different time. And it was right before they graduated in 1940. Mm-hmm. And that was before the, the, the Second World War started. And I remember Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. I remember being upstairs at the top of the stairs in the, in the little library in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and doing my homework. And I kept hearing my parents and my aunt and uncle were listening to the news on the radio in the living room, right down the stairs and around the corner, and there's the living room. And I kept hearing them react and say, oh no, oh my God, oh Henry, we're going to war. Mm -hmm. And I thought, something terrible has happened. What is it? And I remember walking very slowly down the stairs and into the living room. And there was my Aunt Ethel weeping and my mother clinging to to my father. And I said, what happened? And they said, Japan has bombed Pearl Harbor. We will be at war. And now, that is amazing. Also, when I was a junior in high school, I finished my junior year, and then I was accepted at the special program at Northwestern University, and that's uh, for a boy and a girl from each state who is interested in theater arts. Northwestern has a great theater arts mm-hmm. department, by the way, and it is, we were called cherubs, and they, it, the program still exists today, and they are still called cherubs, and if if I meet a cherub, it's like it's like an incredible experience mm-hmm. that we all remember as being so special. But in particular, it was in 1945, and it was the summer in August that Hiroshima and Nagasaki were both attacked with an atomic bomb. And I remember waking up that morning and everybody's uh, talking and upset and I you know finally get the paper and I look at it and I listen to the news and I remember walking out on the part of the, the part of Northwestern it's right on Lake Michigan on a big bluff overlooking Lake Michigan and I remember going by myself to a park bench 
and sitting and looking at the waves coming in below me and knowing that the world would never, ever be the same. On the line with us is Nancy Olson Livingston, the actress known around the world for her Oscar-nominated performance in Sunset Boulevard, as well as her starring roles in Pollyanna, The Absent-Minded Professor, Son of Flubber, Big Jim McClain, many other movie, stage, and TV productions. Nancy's memoir, A Front Row Seat, An Intimate Look at Broadway, Hollywood, and the Age of Glamour, is available in bookstores everywhere from her friends at University Press of Kentucky. You can also find it at Amazon.com, where books are sold online. The, the second takeaway I have from your from reading your book, Nancy, and this stems with what you mentioned before, how you begin each part of your book by sharing a letter written to your children at the time of the, the deaths of their fathers, the deaths of both your husbands, right? And in a way, your book reminds me of what Shirley Jones did with her memoir, in that it's your story, but both when you step back and tell Alan J. Lerner's story and then tell Alan Livingston's story, you become a supporting player in your own memoir. And not, not too many not too many memoirists do that. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to understand that when I was born, that's a long time ago, mm-hmm. there were not that many people in the world. What a difference it is today. Mm-hmm. And I this is interesting. One of my doctors is Chinese. He was born and raised in China. He came as a young man or a student in, in college, came here. And, but he said, your description of growing up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, in the Midwest, in America, at that time, was exactly why my parents and my family wanted to come to America. I found that extremely interesting. I don't know, I know that they certainly want to come from Guatemala and Venezuela and Nicaragua. I wonder how many Chinese want to come here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's... that's but I know that this, that when they come as students to Harvard and, and to the, you know, the various huge universities that they come to and that they're welcomed, they don't want to go back. They want to stay here and have their careers and their life here. Nancy Olson Livingston is on the line with us, the Academy Award-nominated star of Sunset Boulevard and the author of A Front Row Seat, An Intimate Look at Broadway, Hollywood, and the Age of Glamour. We'll talk some more with Nancy when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. 
for more information on how they can help you.